Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 116. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com editor Ben Morris. We are here on a beautiful January afternoon in our all-purpose recording room, which truly is all-purpose because we use it for all sorts of things now. Yes. But today, we're here to talk Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was super awkward. It was very good. I liked it, it a lot. It wasn't awkward if you uh, rolled if you rolled off of it. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, so we've got a lot of comics this week. Super fun. Um, the door is locked, so I don't think. Oh yeah, Nick no one can, can break in. in. Well, if he starts knocking, yeah, we'll maybe let him. He in. who knocks. Um, and we're gonna get through all the comics, some fun news, and your questions and comments. Questions and, this week. Yeah, so many. If you guys are listening and have questions and comments for us on a future episode. Just tweet using hashtag this week in Marvel. You know what? She mentioned that uh, we have a new podcast that I forgot to mention last week. We have a third edition to our podcast family, our podcast network, uh, this week in Marvel now, which is a new weekly podcast on Wednesdays where Ryan and myself talk to creators exclusively over Skype. Uh, the creators involved with the all new Marvel now titles, and I mentioned that specifically now because it has its own hashtag, which is hashtag twim. T-W-I-M, Marvel Now. It's kind of a long one, but uh, we use a lot of different variations on our hashtag. So if you guys have any questions or comments on This Week in Marvel Now, use Twim Marvel Now, and we'll try to address them somewhere, whether it's just on Twitter. Maybe we'll pull some in here sometimes, since all those podcasts are pre-recorded and we can't add anything to them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to make you guys aware of that. Had a lot of fun recording it, and some really cool interviews coming your way. Let me ask you this. Hmm. Why, why did you guys go with this week, uh, Twim Marvel Now, instead of this week in Marvel Now? Uh, it's shorter. It is? Twim Marvel Now, as opposed to this week in Marvel Now. Twim is shorter than yeah. this week in. I know, but this week in Marvel, throwing in a now, it's not that bad. Well, this week in Marvel I'm, Now. I'm fine. I just thought it was... I guess you're, well, I'm taking out the this week in and turning it into Twim. Yeah. I'm saving myself some letters. I'm saving yourself six letters. I, yeah. I get it. It's all it's all economical. Yes. All right. Um, let's dive right into new comics for this week. We've got all new X Men number twenty one, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with uh, art on the main story by Brandon Peterson, but a delight with some flashback art by Brent Anderson. That was so cool because I was originally trying to figure out if it was just repurposed art from God Loves Man Kills, but then they get into a whole yeah. Yeah. subsection so it's not it's new brent anderson art which is very cool yeah super cool and guys if you've never read god loves man killed kills it's a seminal x-men graphic novel um you know william Stryker, the character that inspired uh the character in the films that is here you know you'll see him in this issue just messed up stuff and it's a great story it's really uh it's a hard-hitting one from back in the day but anyway this one we uh follow the all-new x-men team has been captured by the purifiers and with striker's son who is basically ready to you know purify the heck out of these x-men and a cool twist of aim uh, how AIM gets brought into this. AIM is everywhere. Yeah, it, AIM is everywhere. And I think that's awesome. That's yeah. something we see across the line, which, you know, if you read one book, you may notice them pop up. But if you're starting to read more books, you see how big of an influence they have across yeah. the Marvel Universe. Makes me feel bad for Hydra. Yeah, well, Hydra's they had their day in the sun. Yeah, AIM was always Hydra's lackeys, and now they've taken over completely. Yeah. I don't feel bad for those Science. Sharks. Yeah. 
Science won the day. Yeah. Um, there's also a great connectivity with uh, Avengers Arena yep. in here, which, you know, is pretty cool to see. It's neat because I was wondering if they were going to get to that because when they brought X-23 into the cast, they kind of just moved over it, which I, I was totally with because I'm like, you know, not everyone read Avengers Arena. Just saying she went through something is enough. But I did like the fact that they incorporated in a little here. So maybe some people who are reading all new X-Men might want to run out and check out Avengers Arena. Totally. Um, so you've got all that. And um, just a wrap up to this story that is good, but it also leaves um, sort of a bitter taste in your mouth towards yeah. the end. And then their next issue, they're going into space. Yeah. More space is coming to them. Both. We'll see. Staying on the X-Men kick, we got Amazing X-Men number three, written by Jason Aaron, art by Ed McGinnis. It says right here on the cover, The Beast Unleashed. Not Batista. We're talking about Hank McCoy. Uh, in this issue, continuing the X-Men's adventure in between heaven and hell. In the first part of the issue, we've got a pretty badass Hank McCoy beast against Azazel just throwdown. They just claw at each other. Uh, Beast is battling Azazel's pirate, no good nicks, his red bamps, everything. Uh, we get narration from Nightcrawler, and then the second half of the issue switches focus over to Storm and Nightcrawler, which was just one of the sweetest, most awesome, but still high adventure sequences. It's kind of, this whole book is about, hey, this is why Nightcrawler's cool. Then I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. The Teared sequence up. that you're looking at right now, this big full-page splash and the, the couple pages around it, mm -hmm. got me a little misty-eyed. I was cheering, and then I was misty-eyed. I was reading I was on the train. Again. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to cry on the train reading an X-Men comic. There's an awesome uh, splash page I'm looking at right now. Just beautiful Ed McGinnis, Nightcrawler. Should be a poster. Seriously. Bamps crawling all over him, swords. One of the Bamps has a little knife. But... You get into Nightcrawler and his relationship with Storm and how she reacts to seeing him immediately. I just love his... Uh, Ed McGinnis kills it here. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jason Aaron's stuff is amazing. Ed McGinnis rises up to meet it just with... You're like, Nightcrawler's the coolest character in the world. Like, he's so suave, but he's so reassuring. He's such a cool guy. So, him and Storm have a nice moment. We get a and, great flashback. And it's a reminder of how much of the heart he yeah. is to the X-Men. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the X-Men have been through such a rough couple of years, and it's a reminder how maybe a lot of this happened because Nightcrawler wasn't there. You really see his importance in this issue, and we will talk more about Nightcrawler later in the show. Over to Cataclysm, Ultimate Comics, The Ultimates, number three. This is the final issue of this little mini, written by Joshua Hale Fialkov, art by Carmine DGN Domenico, a very busy fellow, drawing both X-Factor and this book simultaneously, as they say. This is the finale to You Got MODOK over in uh, the Marvel Universe you're going to be talking about in a little while. Ultimate MODOK, up to no good, trying to clear the path for Galactus. This book focuses entirely almost on Danny Ketch, the ultimate version of the Howling Commando. has a great story. Oh, man. This is one of those, you pull a moment back in a big event, and you can really make a character, give him the big shine. He gets to rise up, try to save the day here when all the other Ultimates can't get it done. And there's basically two huge endings to this issue. One, when you think you're going one way, and another, when you think you're going another. Uh, enjoyed this little book. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a heck of an issue. Mm -hmm. All right, Daredevil, number 35, by Mark Wade and Chris Somney, with colors by Javier Rodriguez. Um, it just it starts out at like 80 miles per hour, yeah. as Matt is running into the hospital uh, because he got an alert about Foggy, and Foggy's not doing well. And then 
the knife gets twisted and you see the repercussions of the last bunch of issues where Daredevil has been going after the Sons of the Serpent, this Ugh. this racist group of no goodniks. No goodniks. And he uh, he's been really dogging them. Um, but now they're fighting back and they're fighting dirty. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that goes on in here. We get a great appearance by Elektra in just a terrific team up. Hey, that was really cool. Yeah. I remember last issue it said next issue Electra yeah. and I had forgotten about it by the time this issue came out so yeah. when I got like halfway through the book and she shut up I was like oh cool yeah she's uh, and Chris Somney just oh he just I, he draws the hell out of everything but yeah. seriously like there's this one panel right here of yep. just Electra's face and it's like put that all, everywhere it's also kind of neat and Matt comments on it because Electra really feels like she doesn't have a place in this Daredevil world because she's more of the dark gritty Frank Miller Daredevil that's you know where where she was born where right. she kind of lived and she even comments like I'm not used to you being so like light and airy and he they, they work into the story yeah. how this they do actually have a relationship when he's been like this so that was kind of cool yeah and through it all Matt the plan forms in his head what he needs to do based on everything around him and um, sort of we've been following our coverage and, and things that we're talking about and planning and and looking ahead to, you know sort of what's coming, but there's um, a big, big change coming in the next issue, um, and, and we will see. Over to Disney Kingdom's Seekers of the Weird, number one. Um, this is written by Brandon Seifert and art by Carl Moline, but uh, it, there's an interesting backstory, and if you, you get the book, you'll read about it. If you don't get the book or you're not sure about the book, it breaks down like this. The, um, the original... Um, at Disneyland, Disney World, they have these guys called Imagineers. Imagineers, basically the the people who think up all the rides, the attractions, the the theme park, you know, experiences. And if you guys listen to the podcast, you know I love Disney World. I love Disneyland. I go there whenever I can. So one of the old school Imagineers, Raleigh Crump, and it's a terrific name. Yeah, Raleigh Crump, name. working with Walt Disney. Um, they came up with this idea for something called the Museum of the Weird. They saw the success of the Haunted Mansion, and Walt wanted a walkthrough attraction that sort of kept along the themes, kept along that like tone, that dark, creepy, mysterious, weird, funky um, side to Disney that you know you don't see in every other place. Um, and so they came up with this great idea for the Museum of the Weird. Unfortunately, Walt passed away. Uh, before it could start really rolling along, but they had the concepts, and they were basically shelved for a very long time. I mean, 50-odd years or whatever it is. Uh, fast forward to Marvel and Disney coming together. Some of the guys who uh, are Imagineers now, particularly Brian Crosby and Josh Shipley, who are friends of mine, they worked with Joe Casada. They sort of brought this idea out, and you know, a lot of things happened, but in essence... We actually get to take the concept of the Museum of the Weird, bring it into a story form with this book. And you get the Seekers of the Weird, which lays the foundation of uh, a family and um, the oddities, this this really weird supernatural um, bent that the family gets pulled into. And it really rolls out. You get to see the Museum of the Weird. There's amazing character designs in here. The thing that I thought of as I was reading this was, holy crap. I hope we. I hope yeah. this gets turned into a movie because yeah, yeah, I yeah. think this is a perfect family movie that's also like creepy and weird. It's like it's got a very Goonies vibe to me. You know, it's like 
kids are going to love it. Parents are going to love it. It's good. It has the potential to be a really neat property. Um, and I and I really hope you guys get to check this out because um, you know some people get a little turned off by seeing Marvel and the Disney together. And I think this is this is some top notch stuff. I yeah, freaking love this. Yeah, proof positive that really good stuff can come out of the collaboration, if you will. If, All right, if I will, if you will, jumping back. Roads. Yeah, thanks. On the nose there. I've <laughs> been uh, watching the, the War Games DVD, like I said. It's beautiful. I, I, will say, I was on Aubrey's podcast, and one of the fan questions asked me to do a Dusty Rhodes impression. Did you do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I did that. I have it to myself to watch. Uh, right, yeah, our, our buddy, Aubrey Citizen, formerly of Marvel, has a, uh, is it a podcast. What is it? It's like a video cast. Yeah, thing. it's a live video show. I mean, it's a smart little endeavor. It's cool. Yeah, We've both shoot. been on it. I'm going to watch Ryan's, hopefully, this weekend, this week. It was a great ending to Raw. Very good, oh good endings are raw. Uh, my DVR cut out, so oh. I had to go online to oh, watch it. No. I saw it, I saw it. It's all good. Oh. It's all right. The network's only six weeks away. This will never happen again. <laughs> all right. But it's not raw. It's not live on on the network. Yeah, I can. I won't. My my tape of it won't cut out. If I wa- if I have to watch the replay, sure. I can get it. Fair enough. Easily accessible. Yeah. We could talk about the WWE Network for a whole <laughs> episode. Getting back to comics. Fantastic Four number 16, the final issue of this volume of Fantastic Four. Not only that, the final issue as we get to in the back of editor Tom Brevoort, good friend of the podcast, uh, his record-setting run as editor of Fantastic Four. But first, the first story written by Matt Fraction and Carl Kiesel. Uh, Carl did the script. Raphael Ayenko, who's a guy I'm hoping we're going to hear more from, did the art, concludes the Fantastic Four's dimension-hopping, reality-hopping journey. They have to take on an alternate reality Dr. Doom, team up with their own counterparts. He becomes Doom the Annihilating Conqueror. He meshes with Annihilus and with Kang. They find a way to basically, he's much more powerful than them, but they outthink him. They use their wits, and they pull one out. It's kind of cool once you reverse from the end of the story back to the beginning to see what was going on behind the scenes. A lot of neat twists and turns. And then there's a really cool backup story, which I'm guessing will also run in the final issue of FF, because it kind of dovetails the two. Uh, That one is by Carl Kiesel and Lee Allred, with pencils by... Joe Canones and Mike Allred actually inks that and Laura Allred covers, colors it so yeah. an artistic dream team but really kind of an epilogue to everything that's been going on in both Fantastic Four and FF over the past year great art really cool event for the watcher horrible timing for this blessed event in his life given that we just announced he's going to be dead mm-hmm. in a couple months yeah but, I, that was exactly yeah. what I was thinking about I was like Oh my God! We're, we're just we're widowing and or you know like a lot taking of, away a the lot father of, of this. A kid. lot of people have been asking if uh, the fraction run on Fantastic Four FF will be reflected in Original Sin. Whether we'll address he has a wife now and he has a kid. In my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm a continuity guy, but I hope no. I hope it just. Yeah. This just kind of exists in its own little pocket dimension. We have this happy little moment, and then the next story we see, we're like, yeah, don't even worry about that. But. Because we're sadists, I'm sure they'll bring it up right in the beginning. Sure. Um, but the uh, the tearjerker for me was this uh, Tom, who, as we know, is a man of few words, except when he's on the podcast with us and just opens up. Uh, Tom Brevoort writes his final Fantastic Four fan page where he kind of says goodbye, thanks everyone he worked with, and tells some stories about like his dad and about how he started reading comics. Really and, sweet stuff. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. So we will miss Tom's work on Fantastic Four. I tweeted out that it brought a tear to my eye, and Tom tweeted back at me, ha, 
Let's see you top that, Mark Panicia, who's the new <laughs> editor of Fantastic Four. So good luck, Mark. You have to make me cry. Inhumanity Sp- Superior Spider-Man number one. Nice little one-shot here by Christos Gage, another one of our boys. Uh, beautiful art by Stephanie Hans, who we never get to see enough interiors from her. She's incredible. Uh, just a nice done-in-one story of Inhumanity Spider-Man dealing with a building uh, that is kind of an, in a disaster place. Uh, some firemen who help him out. Spidey learning something from the firemen, working to deal with one little inhuman story going on within New York. Uh, last week, I had to call the fire department because the carbon monoxide detector in my house went off uh, and it was just malfunctioning. But give me a new appreciation for these guys because <laughs> they came over my house in the middle of the night when nothing was going on and they were the nicest, coolest guys. Um, so I love all firemen now, which I did before because <laughs> they're incredibly brave and incredibly awesome. Yes. And of course, we had a fire here a couple weeks ago. Fire just running through. My, my, my life. My wife burned uh, some bread last <laughs> night or the night before. Our fire alarm didn't work, so oh, we got to get a new fire yeah, alarm. on that. Yeah. That's, yeah, we have two other carbon monoxide detectors in our house, so I'm not overly concerned. Yeah. But getting on that, man. I know. Those detectors, they'll, they'll get you. For sure. All right. Marvel Knights Hulk number two. I loved this issue. So good. Oh, this was great. Written by Joe Keating, art by Piotr Kowalski. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, colors by Nick Filardi. Well, I want to. I want to get his name right because man, the art in this issue is killer. Um, whole goal of Marvel Knights is to take these different creators who may not have worked on these characters and tell different types of stories. Well, these boys are succeeding huge. We've got this story of Bruce Banner was in Paris, caused massive damage and was carted off by once again an offshoot of aim shield comes in to investigate see this huge crater see what's try to get figure out what's going on we have this new agent it's this uh southern lady um agent yeah, fitzgerald she sounds like rogue yeah agent fitzgerald she's a lot of fun but they're trying to chase it down but while this is going on the aim offshoot has um bruce banner in captivity we have got harrow who is the head of this uh, this woman who, I'm wondering if she's related to Jonas Harrow, who's an obscure Spider-Man villain. Maybe. I don't know. Joe knows that stuff. Crazy stuff going on. Big robots and everything. But what really makes this issue for me is Joe does an amazing job of building the tension that you don't always get in Hulk comics, but that I love when they do it, of, oh my god, will he turn into the Hulk? He could turn into the Hulk at any second. Like, really making it so there's this sense of impending danger. That like yeah, that like happened a, a lot in Bruce Jones' run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually what I was thinking of. It's yeah. like, we see a lot of Banner. We don't see a lot of Hulk. So that when Hulk shows up, it's like, holy crap, the yeah. bomb just went off. Uh, the way they try, they're trying to draw the Hulk out of him. They're torturing him. They're doing all this stuff. And this sequence that Kowalski draws where the Hulk finally shows up is just madness. I just was soaking this in and I, it's terrifying it really sells you on you we get used to the hulk just being around in the marvel universe yeah. particularly these days where he's you know he's on the avengers he's doing all this stuff forget what a primal force of nature he can be and i don't know just something about this book just just got me on every level i loved it yeah i think um if you are not a regular hulk comic book reader you should definitely check this out. Yeah. And if you are someone who likes the films, our Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, this is something definitely more in your wheelhouse. If you're not so sure about Hulk um, you know, as a superhero, this is not a su- necessarily a superhero no. story. It's a very cinematic, very big 
story. It's great. Yeah, when when this is out in trade, it's gonna be a nice little four issue collection. Yeah. I'm looking forward to just recommending this to a lot of people. Oh yeah, old, new, every sort of reader. Definitely. Uh, on to big one, very anticipated, Mister Miracle Man number one. It's by not, the it's not actually called Mister Miracle Man. Mister Miracle Man. I'm rebranding. I'm rebranding. Mister Miracle Man number one is by the original writer and Mick Anglo. Yes, and, we uh, have to say the original writer. We do. You guys all know the story, so don't bother tweeting us comments on it. Yep. Um, it, it is what it is. It um, is. We got art by Don Lawrence in the the classic stuff with Mick Anglo. Yep. Um, but the art in the uh, the 80s stuff by the original writer is by Gary Leach, and the colors have been redone, and the lettering has been redone. Mm-hmm. Colors by Steve Olith, and lettering by Chris Eliopoulos. And I, I make a point to talk about them because they did such a fantastic bang-up job yeah, of um, bringing this, uh, this story into a modern, you know, uh, giving it a modern feel. And, yep. you know, there are there may be purists out there, but... Believe me when I say, if you look at the pages before um, and the way they've sort of aged and the way they look now after what Steve and Chris have done, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. They've and done no knock on Gary work. Leach's original stuff because no, he was no, ahead but, of his time. But that, but he, he lays such a foundation, but it's the, the technology that supports it, you know, yeah. the coloring and, and just, you know, the way it, it lived and breathed. Is, is different. No, more what I'm more what I'm saying is, if you look at like just the guts of this art, he was doing stuff oh, in yeah. the '80s that was very much beyond. I think almost what kind of supporting your point, what the technology there was capable of. Yeah. So it almost feels it feels right in a way. It feels like this is the medium it's supposed to be in. Like I. I I've read the originals. Yeah. Um, that's all I know Gary Leach from. I haven't let, read Same here. a lot of British comics, but I just remember at the time, I was like, wow, this guy's really got something. Yeah. So seeing it kind of, it's almost like, oh, okay. So the way we saw it before was like him kind of drawing beyond what the rest of the world was capable of supplementing him with. And here you get to see how it should be. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to hear left and right about how incredible and how... Um, Influential the story was, and this, that, and the other thing, and it's true. Yeah. It's it's really a phenomenal story. Ben and I have both read it. Uh, I'm very excited to reread it now because I haven't had access to most of the issues right. for quite a while. So seeing it now, especially in this way, uh, as almost as a new product, is is incredible. And, I kind of envy people who read it for the first time because yeah. kind of the cool part about Miracle Man is that um, what it is and what it ultimately ends up being are two very different things. Yeah. Um, and to kind of discover the story of what really happened, what was really going on, you get to start to see pieces of it here on how Miracle Man, like what, what he believes to be true, is clearly not true. Yeah, it's and just like, so good. You know, this idea of this, you know, it's, it's sort of a man out of time thing, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, this lost, these lost years and betrayal, and, yep. and there's a a dark undercurrent to the beginning stories and then it just spirals and starts shooting off in different directions as we get further into the run. And then reading this original stuff which yeah. is also packaged here, the original McAnglo stuff really gives you that contrast of yeah. wow, imagine this but knowing what you'll eventually know. Yeah, the exactly. Miracle Man is yeah. crazy. It's, it's so cool. It's um, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys who haven't read this yet which is probably going to be A lot most of people. Of um, so yeah, it's super psyched, and we're getting another issue like in January, weeks. Yep. which is terrific. It's awesome. Uh, all right, on to Night of the Living Deadpool number one, the latest Deadpool limited series by writer Colin Bunn. That rhymed. I'm pretty yeah. awesome. Nice job. Yeah, art by Ramon Rosanos, uh, and 
I one of the things that really stuck with me about this issue was okay, Night of the Living Deadpool. You know, it's a story about zombies and Deadpool. But what they do... Spoilers. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's It's interesting. Ramon uh, Rosanas does the full art. So, you know, penciling, inking, colors, the whole kit and caboodle. And it's, there's, there's a really nice way that they convey the, the bleakness of the world that Deadpool now inhabits um, with color. Um, and not, uh, on top of that, there's just great line work. I've never seen Ramon's stuff before, so this is my first exposure, and it's terrific. Um, and setting up what this world is, why it's gone like this, um, the twist to some of the zombies, mm. which was something you don't see too often. Kind of blew my mind a little. I was yeah. reading that this morning. Yeah, it was it was really great. Um, and it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not uncommon to say it's a very dark Deadpool story, but it's... It's a different kind of dark. Yeah, it's different, and it's bleak, and it's exciting, and I'm very excited. All right. Nova, number 12, written by Jerry Dugan, with pencils by Paco Medina. Um, Freaking Sam. uh, Sam Alexander. You know, he's so naive. Just this young kid who's trying to do right in the world. He wants to be a superhero. He's got this, you know, these Nova powers. He's trying to figure out what to do. He's out in space answering a distress call and doing this whole thing. And, you know, you sort of, when you're reading this, you kind of know, oh, that you're... Sam, you're not. That's not the right thing to Look do. That, look at that oh. that double splash. Yeah, so there's a there's a two page splash here where Sam is uh, getting to the distress call distress call, which is a big Nova ship under attack by two other ships. I love that Nova ship too. Yeah, I want one of those. Yeah, totally. Driving one of those. Heck yeah. Um, and you know, you sort of see things come together, and you remember that no that Sam is like 14, 15 years old, whatever yeah. he is, because you know. Any other hero would see some telltale signs yeah. of what is going on if they saw this uh, and, and the situation he runs himself into. And, you know, he does the right thing in his mind, but it's mm. really not the right thing overall. Uh, and it's what a messed up ending. Um, and then and we, what a great ending yeah. two pages later. Yeah, we get, you know, the introduction to the next issue, Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill coming to Nova. Revolutionary War, Dark Angel, written by Karen Gillan, art by Dietrich Smith, tying into the whole Revolutionary War story that we kicked off last week. This issue is basically just a crash course in Dark Angel, and for someone like me who knows nothing about Dark Angel, uh, it was very welcome. We get to meet her, we get to meet some of her supporting cast, we find out the full origin story, what her dad did, how she's kind of stuck, and we get a nice treat, and that's Mephisto, because nobody writes Mephisto quite like Kieran Gillen. Oh yeah, he, he loves the excels. devil. Yeah, him and he and him and Abnett and Lanning. Something about those Brits. They're good at writing. Uh, good at writing they've the all devil. made <laughs> yeah. impacts. Exactly. Anyway. But uh, Mephisto shows up. We find out his role in Dark Angel's life. She fights a battle against some Miztec demons. We learn there's more scraps to surface there. Just an interesting character who is going to be appearing in Kieran's Iron Man run coming up. So a nice little primer on her right here. All right, into Secret Avengers, number 14, uh, written by Nick Spencer with Al Cott and pencils by Butch Geis. Uh, this one is maybe my favorite of the of the run so far. It's, mm, it's really you good. Know, it, it's been ramping up and doing some really cool things. You've got you know Nick Fury, Black Widow, and Hawkeye captured by AIM on AIM Island. And uh, last issue, some bad stuff happened to Taskmaster. Mm. Uh, you get... 
you know, you knew some stuff was happening with Mockingbird, and this is the issue where all the Mockingbird stuff comes crashing down. There's incredible stuff. I think they did a really great job of layering this into what we know about Mockingbird, what we don't know about Mockingbird, and, you know, setting up uh, a new status quo for her, or at least some revelations that we'll, we'll have to deal with coming up. Top of that, you've got Modoc and Maria Hill having mm. maybe my favorite conversation in comics in, in recent memory. Um, it's just absolutely terrific. I love the way Butch Geist draws Modoc. Uh, but you know, there's all this stuff going on at AIM Island and some really terrific stuff. Great hero moment with uh, with our Avengers team near the end. That I, I'm psyched. Superior Spider-Man number 25, written by Dan Slott with Christos Gage. Art by Umberto Ramos is the extra-sized conclusion to Darkest Hours. As always in Superior Spider-Man, there's about 8 million things going on, but we'll stick to two main plots. And one is that Doc Ock, Superior Spider-Man, has been taken over by the Venom symbiote, so the Avengers have to go after him and with the help of Flash Thompson, as well as Cardiac, who is a major player in this book now, uh, and some of their other allies they have to battle venom which umberto ramos just details the heck out of and they get an unexpected assist uh not gonna say it right here uh we'll have more later that may lead the way but meanwhile while this is all going on we're setting up for goblin nation which is the big arc coming up next issue or in two issues yeah i think it starts next issue but we have carly cooper uh forcibly inducted into the goblin nation what's going on with the hobgoblin the green goblin the goblin knight menace all this other stuff what's happening with mary jane what's happening with aunt may just a whole bunch of elements coming together as this is just a big big spider-man story dan slot weaving his threads together and i love watching it yeah all right, over to our boy Thor, God mm. of Thunder, issue number 17, uh, by Jason Aaron with art by uh, Ron Garney and Emanuela Lupacino. Uh, this is the conclusion to the accursed storyline. It's Thor versus Malekith and the, the Dark Elves. And um, I like it. I like that Thor's like, look, fools, I'm not such a dummy. Mm. I'm not just a guy who hits things. I, I plan ahead. I'm kind of smart. Uh, I kick ass, and I've got some badass friends. And we get a lot of that in this issue, but of course, the tables are turned like 80 times in this issue. It's pretty terrific. There's a lot of fun battling. There's great banter. Uh, the League of Realms crew that Thor rolls with is just... I love them. I think they're they're hilarious. They're fun to watch, um, and I think the resolution is super cool. It's it's a way to deal with ending this storyline and, and the the big foe, but still leaving so much on the table to come back to yeah. at a later date. And you know, on top of that, the epilogue and this sets up just so much potential. You know, maybe it's because it's some of the same characters, but it definitely is starting to remind me, with its own flavor, its own distinct flavor, a lot of uh, Walt Simonson's awesome yeah. Thor run. Just the way he would wrap one thing and immediately prepare for the next. Um, But then there's so many different elements that make this its own unique thing beyond anything else. Yeah. Thunderbolts, number 20 point now, is a jump-on issue of the No Mercy story arc. Not to be confused with the classic wrestling video game, No Mercy. Such a good game. Really good. Um, Been playing a lot of 2K14. Loving that. I'm trying to be patient because I'm not doing universe mode until I finish... 30 years of WrestleMania, but the only thing I'm doing that you don't do, 
That is so fun. It's playing Xbox Live. I have never won a match, but I'm having a blast. We should we should try and play together. That's a, I want I want to know if it's possible. possible. Yeah, I got to figure it out because when you go in, it's very just like if anyone's listening can tell us how you like meet up with people. Because to me, it's just very casual. It's basically you sign on and say like search for a match, find me a match. Um, but I was for a long time I was doing all the research. I was like just find me a one on one match. Now I'll just go and do whatever. It'll drop me in like elimination tags or you know hell in a cell matches. It's freaking crazy. I mean I always lose, always. But getting better. It's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, and if you are a two K WWE two K fourteen player on Xbox Live, oh yeah, you can go to the uh, the creator wrestler download section. Yep, and search for Agent M mm-hmm. as well as Kid Nova. Mm-hmm. You can put Ben and myself. Into your universe, yeah. Make us a, a heel tag team, yep. Because uh, that's that's what, that's what we, we do. Are. That's what we do. Um, uh, you know, have us feud with whoever's got the belts. Yeah. Let us win the belts, and then we'll go on to uh, singles careers. Yeah. And just to warn you, uh, my character Kid Nova is actual size. <laughs> he is my actual size. He will be skinnier and smaller than anyone else you have. <laughs> I made him totally realistic. With all my capabilities. Yeah, Agent M is realistic too. He does yeah, a lot of the flips and yeah. and the corkscrew, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, moonsaults that I do, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyways, getting back to this No Mercy. <laughs> um, so we're just getting you guys ready for our inevitable wrestling podcast. Seriously. Um, Charles Soule, Carlo Barberi, Thunderbolts has become just one of those sleeper books that I love. Not even a sleeper anymore. It's so consistently good now. I don't think I can call it that. Just the funniest kind of dark humor book that we have. I've said it more than once, but Charles Soule excels at writing Deadpool. Uh, he writes a great Punisher, just dark and strangely witty. Red Hulk is a treat. Elektra, everyone he does a great job on this. So the Thunderbolts get a new base. They get a new mission. Um... Red Hulk says they need to take care of Mercy, who's been giving them a lot of trouble. And in order to do that, they need to tap into some mystical stuff, which means a new recruit. And that is Johnny Blaze, the original Ghost Rider. Great character. Another perfect voice for Soul to get his hands on. Uh, Babila does great art here. Awesome jumping on point. I think guys looking for a different kind of team book. Thunderbolts is for you. It echoes a lot of team books I've liked in the past where the people on the team don't necessarily like each other, but they work together to get the job done. And that's what Thunderbolts is all about. And speaking of dysfunctional teams, Vendetta Part 2 screams into Uncanny X-Force number 16, written by Sam Humphreys, art by the duo of Harvey Tullabao and Dexter Soy. Last, the first part of Vendetta, we had Hope coming after Bishop, Cable following suit. Now in this issue, we get the full... Cable and X-Force versus Uncanny X-Force throwdown. Off on the side, our boy Strife is doing some stuff with Bishop and Hope, but really you get to see Psylocke, Storm, Spiral, and Puck go up against Forge, Boom Boom, Colossus, Dr. Nemesis, and Domino, and it's a lot of fun, as you would expect Sam Humphreys writing two X-Forces colliding would be. Yes. All right. Uncanny X-Men number 16 by Brian Michael Bendis and Chris Bishalo. This is a Magneto solo, solo story. This is the Magneto solo story yeah. you've been waiting for. Yeah. This is, you know, it's it's we in recent issues of Uncanny X-Men, we've seen these protests and all these things and uh, how the X-Men have gotten involved and sort of Magneto goes back to this sort of people and, and back into this environment and is questioning what the hell's going on, you know, he's getting frustrated mm. being in the position he's in, living the life he's living, sort of 
towing the line as a quote-unquote good guy with Scott and the other X-Men. Um, and there's this great sequence where it's like Magneto unleashed, um, yeah. so which is just like, yes, that, that's the guy. Uh, but we pull back and we see what's really going on. There's a line in here because Magneto's powers were affected mm-hmm. by you know the events of Avengers vs. X-Men, as so many of these characters were. Uh, Emma Frost says to him, can you throw a tank around again? He says, no but I can throw a knife. It's not ammo, that's Dazzler. Dazzler, sorry. Uh, can you throw a tank around again? No, but I can throw a knife yep. or a bullet. Mm-hmm. And it's very subtle, but it's very, it's super cool stuff. Uh, it sets up, you know, sets Magneto down this path to go to uh, Madripoor. There's all this stuff going on. There's bad things happening over there for mutants. It's become this sort of, not safe haven for mutants, but like... It's a thing. Las Vegas meets... Uh, terrible something else. Meets Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas meets Las Vegas. <laughs> and uh, there's all kinds of bad stuff in there. It's, you know, if you've seen the, that X-Men First Class movie, there's a vibe to it that yep. you, you sort of, you know, you feel akin to here. Um, but there's, Magneto is getting back into the swing of things. Really great interactions as he runs into Blob, uh, he runs into Mystique and Sabretooth, and gets to the core of what is bugging him. And it's great. It's take no prisoners, just, you know, dropping fools left and right Magneto that is very exciting and very fun to see and leads him right into uh, his solo book, Magneto yep. Number 1, coming yeah. soon. Written by Colin Bunn, art by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. That's going to be a great That's creative awesome. team. It's going to be a great book. Speaking of great books, we finish up with X-Men Legacy Number 22, written by Cy Spurrier, art by Koi Pham. Legion is finally taking on this demon creature, weird psychic thingy that's been posing as his old man, Professor X, for the entire run of X-Men Legacy. He actually gets some help in the form of the X-Men, all the X-Men. They all come and try to help him out, but he's got a running uh, monologue the whole time explaining what he's up to, explaining his feelings about his father. Uh, He has, speaking of Magneto, a nice interaction with Magneto in here. Blindfold gets a new code name, which I thought was pretty awesome. And it sets us up for the big final showdowns between Legion and foe Xavier and possibly between Legion and somebody else. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down a little little edict here. You can agree or disagree. Okay. But I think moving forward we for Twim of the Week, for weeks that this particular book comes out, we have to have Twim of the Week non miracle man category. <laughs> because I feel like it's kind of the deck is kind of stacked for, you know, one of the widely recognized greatest comics of all time sure. to be in the mix for Twim of the Week. Yep. Not saying it necessarily will win every time, but I think just for the sake of uh, interest, we should we should go down a different path. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. All right. So that said, I liked Uncanny X-Men a lot. I liked Daredevil a lot. My Twim of the Week goes to Marvel Knights Hulk number two. Just a badass Hulk story. Really impressed by what Joe Keating and Peter Kowalski are doing. Nice. Um... I'm torn. Mm. Oh, I'm torn. I've got Amazing Mm X-Men, Disney Kingdom, Secrets Mm -hmm. of the Weird, and Uncanny X-Men. All good choices. Yeah, I'm going to go with Disney Kingdom, Secrets of the Weird. Yeah. I think it's just, it's something so different different and so cool and and so fun that uh, I want more people to check it out. Well chosen. A lot of good books this week. Uh, Big week. Also on sale, collection-wise, Avengers Arena Volume 3, Boss Level, and Trade Paperback. Avengers Volume 4, Infinity, and Hardcover. First Dexter limited series is out in hardcover. Fantastic Four Epic Collection Volume 17 on the family. 
crazy. Marvel Masterworks, The Submariner, Volume 5, hardcover, old-school Submariner stuff, Namor beaten up surface jerks. Superior Spider-Man, Volume 4, Necessary Evil in trade paperback, and Thor, God of Thunder, Volume 1, The God Butcher in trade paperback. That is one of my favorite stories in recent years. Uh, I would recommend everyone to add that to their bookshelf. I may be doing that myself. Definitely. All right, on to digital comics on the app this week. We've got all the stuff we've talked about um, as well as Deadpool the Gauntlet Infinite Comic. And let's, for just a moment, call out the fact that Deadpool the Gauntlet, uh, if you're not reading the Infinite Comic, the first chapter is out in print this week. It's written by uh, Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn, art by Riley Brown. It's really fun. And it's yeah. free. And it's the free. The first issue, the print, to get you hooked, is free. Yeah. So definitely when you're, you're uh, picking up your comics this week, if you're picking it up digitally, then just read Deadpool the Gauntlet anyways. But if you happen to go down to your local comic shop, get a copy of Deadpool the Gauntlet number one. It will hook you, and then you will want to read everything. And it's coming out every week, every uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I do want to make a note. Miracle Man number one, we, I had this question on. Yes. Uh, was asked to me on Twitter. There, if they person was buying their comics on Comixology, and they said, why is there a mass market version, and why is there a parental advisory version? And what is the difference? Um, the difference is, one is uh, slightly, basically think of it as PG-13 and R-rated versions of the issue. Uh, the, it's a mature reader series. It has, uh, you know, the, the, the naked parts mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. people, and that's okay. That's, that's the human body. We're all happy with it, but there are restrictions into the apps and um, these these environments and age restrictions and what we can do and what we can sell and what we can show. Um, the long and short of it is we made two versions, one that you can purchase easily on the apps, one that you can purchase on the web stores, uh, and then you can still read them on your apps, but you wouldn't be able to access them directly until you buy them online. So buy it at you know, the Comixology, Marvel Store, or whatever it is. All right, so that's the digital stuff. Uh, single issues new this week. We also have on sale Captain America issues 20 through 24 from the 1998 series, as well as the Captain America Annual 1999. Incredible Hulk issues 341 through 348. Iron Man Kiss and Kill, number one. Uh, and then a whole slew of what ifs from 2006. We've got what if Avengers Disassembled, what if Spider Man the Other, what if Wolverine Enemy of the State, what if. X-Men Age of Apocalypse, and What If X-Men Deadly Genesis. Collections on sale on the app this week, Avengers Volume 4 Infinity, Captain America and Bucky Old Wounds, Captain America Man Out of Time, Deadpool Classic Volume 6, FF by Jonathan Hickman Volume 4, Venom, Toxin with a Vengeance, and another one of my favorites, Winter Soldier Volume 4 Electric Ghost. Was um, Man Out of Time, is that the Mark, the Mark Wade? Wade? That's a real good yep. That's a Super good one as well. Yeah. That's a good one. That, that's a keeper, folks. Yeah. All right, on to Marvel Unlimited. This week we've got A plus X number 10, Avengers number 16, Avengers Assemble 17, Cable and X-Force 11, Fantastic Four 10, FF number 9, Indestructible Hulk number 10, Iron Man number 13, Marvel's Thor The Dark World Prelude number 2, Morbius number 7, Nova number 6, Savage Wolverine number 7, Secret Avengers number 6, Superior Spider-Man number 7, Ultimate Comics Ultimates number 27, Uncanny X-Men number (laughs) 8, Wolverine number 6, and Young Avengers number 7. All of those from their most recent series, all of those added this week to Marvel Unlimited. Yikes. No additional cost to you, dear subscriber. Yes, a lot of stuff. And we're now going to throw it over to Srami, who's got more stuff. 
to yeah. talk about. Hello there this week in Marvelite. So this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from gorgeous Los Angeles with the latest on what is available this week in Marvel TV and games, beginning with Wolverine versus Sabretooth, which is the most recent offering from Marvel Knights Animation. For those of you that don't know, Marvel Knights Animation takes some classic storylines from the comics and literally brings them to life. They use the original art and they use the original script and they it really is just like a comic that has sprung to animated life and they do all original voiceovers, all original stuff. It's great. You guys should check it out. We've got Wolverine vs. Sabretooth now, which is based on Jeff Loeb and Simone Bianchi's two Wolverine story arcs. Of course, we have tons of other Marvel Knights animation series in the backlog. They're all worth checking out. I highly recommend seeking out Inhumans or Thor and Loki Blood Brothers or really any of them. But, yes, Wolverine vs. Sabretooth on DVD now from Shout Factory. Go check it out. You can also see the trailer for it on Marvel.com. And also available this week, finally, is X-Men Battle of the Atom, the new mobile card game. That is, it's not quite like a mobile card game. It's, I, I, I think sometimes when I or some people think of mobile card games, it's it's a little bit more static, but this is much more dynamic. It's a, it's a very interesting play style, and yeah, I've only had a chance to play a very little bit of it, but it is now available on iOS, it is available for uh, iPhone and iPod Touch. You can get it in the App Store. Check it out. It, is, it really does bring you through some of the X-Men's greatest stories, and as you see, it sort of drops you in at the beginning, and things will evolve from there. I can't really say much more than that, but it's going to be very, very interesting. I think fans of X-Men in particular will find a lot to love in this. It's free to download. Go check it out now in the App Store. Pretty much covers everything I've got for now, but I will be back with you shortly for some news. Until then, say hi to those fine fellows in New York for me, and I will be back. All right, time for news, Ben. Man, we got a lot of we got a lot of comics news this week. First, the big one. It's out there. It's public, and that is that starting this April, Amazing Spider-Man: The Comic Returns, written by Dan Slott, art by Umberto Ramos, starring. Peter Parker. That's right, the original Peter Parker Spider-Man. He is coming back. I mean, an interview with Dan Slott. I'm going to direct you guys to go there. I don't want to dwell on it here. There's a lot of stories still to be told in Superior Spider-Man into Amazing Spider-Man, but very excited about this development. Uh, Superior has been awesome, and that story is not over, so enjoy that for now and get excited for Peter Parker coming back. Speaking of which, there will also be an Amazing Spider-Man Infinite comic written by Josh Fialkov, art by Juan Bobillo, which is going to be covering a little bit of the fallout of the period in between when Superior wraps and Amazing starts back up, or Superior wraps the current story. Uh, Original Sin, more details keep coming out about this epic crossover. 
In particular, we had Mark Wade, who is writing the Zero issue, drawn by Jim Chung. So that's going to be something special, really good creative team. Mark and Tom Brewart talked to us about that this week. Marvel Now is coming to the Ultimate Universe. What? Yes, that's right. It's going to be Ultimate Marvel Now, also starting in April. After Cataclysm, we're going to have three Ultimate books. One is going to be Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis and Dave Marquez. We have also got all new Ultimates written by Michael Fifth. I'm not sure if Fifth is the correct pronunciation of his last name. Fifth? 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 I don't know. He followed me on Twitter, so I like him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, our boy Josh Fialkov is going to be writing Ultimate FF. It's a very different kind of FF book. So get all the news on that, also on Marvel.com. We have been unveiling our top villains of 2013. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying that. Just before we came in here, Ryan had some more ideas on stuff we can do with that. We got a lot of cool list features coming up, and uh, we want to come up with ways for you guys to participate. Right now, you can share your thoughts on Twitter using the hashtag Marvel2013. And late breaking, uh, I will be breaking this right after I step out of here. Um, but it will be a day old for all of you, is that Nightcrawler is getting his own ongoing series by the creative team of the legendary Chris Claremont and our boy, Todd Nock, coming back to Marvel, doing some incredible art, sent some over to us today. Yeah. Looks great. Learn all about that, and there is more to come. All right. Have uh, you guys caught Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week? It was a chilly one. <laughs> it was frosty. Mm. There was a blizzard in the room. Uh, so Donnie Gill. Shows up in Marvel's Agents of Shields. It's actually a really good episode. Uh, there's there's a whole bunch of things that is that are percolating for this show. And I mean, I was going over what happens in episode 16 today, and it's just like we're just kicking you in the face with awesome. So get get hyped for it. More, more, more to come. Uh, speaking of uh, Agents of Shield. The Declassified show, which mm-hmm. uh, I was on one of those episodes, and it's really funny. It's sort of a recap, but behind the scenes and comedy and all this other stuff. They did this little song in their episode that was about the previous episode, and I thought it was so great. I asked if we could have the song to play mm-hmm. during the podcast. So uh, for you now is the song. As long as Blake remembers my request and puts it in there, uh, we're going to have the song for you. It's only like a minute and a half, two minutes long, yeah. but it's super funny. And then you can you can watch the video on Marvel.com to see you know the visuals that go with it because it's, it's super funny. Searching, but they ain't fine. Squat, finally a break when they locate Vanjat. Then they get a working on the rest of the plot. Where'd he go? Where did he go? They just don't know. I don't know. Where did Colson go? Where'd Colson go? Well, they just don't know. I do not know. Poe is working Colson for some information about his memories of after Colson died. Yeah. Poe gets fired, rain is turned, she does better. She's got this machine, Bill puts his head inside. Where'd he go? Where did he go? When he went cold, when he, he went where'd cold. Colson go? Where'd Colson go? He's about to know. Now he's about to know. And though Tahiti seemed magic, <laughs> the memories they all flood back <laughs> of a scene that's far more tragic, bleak, and black. <laughs> black as night. Where did he go? Where did he go? Uh, to Tahiti, no. He died for sure. He died for sure. Had his head, man, his head is sore. Agent Hand tells 
guy, she better hit the highway. That's fine, because Scott is better on her own. Yep. Hacks into the files of this mean old banker. Finds out where Colson is and brings his ass home. Where did he go? Now, now, she knows. Where the heck fire Colson did go? And she brings him home. <laughs> I'm so happy that happened. I want to celebrate by getting a bowl of beans. Come join me for beans, man. That's right. My treat. Yay, beans. I agree with beans. All right. Coming back. I uh, yeah, hope you guys sure. dug I it. I hope Blake played that song. Yeah. He better have. Uh, so coming back. Um, big news this week. And I sure hope it's announced by the time we publish this podcast. Uh, X-Men Battle of the Atom game is officially out there. It is live. You can Woo! download it. Here we go. It's, we've only been waiting for it for months and months and months. There's a lot of stuff that's happened. And we want to make sure that the game is up to snuff. And now the snuff is all up there. It's all up. We're really excited. Uh, you guys go out there, download it, play it. Let us know what you think. And uh, you're going to see a lot more. Tons of content coming to that game. Speaking of games, Marvel Avengers Alliance. So that Sunfire. Is now, yes. uh, there's some covert tasks. What is to do. going on there? And you got to get him, and it's like you got him, the spec up, PvP. There's a whole lot of stuff to do. Spec op ending tragically for me as I reached the final task and realized that I needed Emma Frost. And I are you still playing PvP at all? I am. Do you have enough point? Can you buy? I them? did the math, and I'm gonna come up even if I every day play my full PvP, get all my points, which I have been doing, I will be like. 10 short oh. so I won't have enough time no that would that's part of the tragedy of the whole thing was the minute I realized I needed Emma Frost I had been playing PvP getting my points um, so I, I total alright if I play PvP every day from now until the last day of spec up can I jump in in time and I'm gonna be just short so oh. so it goes I'm one cover away from getting Doctor Doom I'm one cover away from getting Moonstone I got Moonstone have not gotten Doom yeah. yet and I uh, will definitely not get Venom because it's, it's a PvP. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no way. But hopefully I can get Sunfire and I get those other two. And then over in uh, Puzzle Quest, I got Ares. Oh, so nice. that's something. Yeah, I got to get back into Puzzle Quest. Puzzle I, Quest uh, going well. I almost got Punisher today. I was just short. Damn. So... A lot going on uh, yeah. in the Marvel game. And then you're going to have X-Men Battle of the Edge? I know, I know, play. I know. It's going to be a lot to balance. you got to find time <laughs> to do other stuff, like eat. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right, time for more news from Stromy. What you got, kid? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back once more this week in Marvelites. Marvel.com editor Mark Strom here with you with all the latest news from out here in sunny Los Angeles. We had some really big announcements this week. We kicked off the week by announcing that Michael Douglas will play Hank Pym in Ant-Man, which will be directed by Edgar Wright and hits theaters July 31st, 2015. I was already pretty excited for this movie, and then they cast Michael Douglas as Ant-Man, and my excitement just went up tenfold. I think this is going to be a really, really great movie. I'm very excited to start seeing stuff coming out of this. Yeah, that's pretty much all I can say right now. Michael Douglas will be Hank Pym, and Paul Rudd will be playing Scott Lang. So, there's that. And... In other casting news, we also announced that Bill Paxton will be guest-starring in an all-new episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that premieres March 4th. He will be playing Agent John Garrett, who is a former, uh, former mentor, let's say, of Agent Ward's. 
And, of course, John Garrett is a character from the comics. He first appeared in Electra Assassin, and since then has also been in Jonathan Hickman's awesome Secret Warriors series. So if you're interested in learning more about him, go check those books out. In other S.H.I.E.L.D. news, we also debuted the logline, the synopsis, for the next all-new episode, which premieres in about two and a half weeks, if you're listening to this live. It premieres February 4th, is a new episode called Tracks. This is the episode that features the cameo of Stan Lee. It features the team on the hunt to find out the identity of the clairvoyant. We get more of Ian Quinn, lots of action, a big big ending to it that I can't say anything about but check it all out of course February 4th, Tuesday February 4th at 8pm on ABC. Jumping back over to the world of Marvel movies, we had two new photos from Captain America the Winter Soldier which of course comes out in wow, like two and a half months, so that is very soon actually. Um... Yeah, we had two new photos, one of them a behind-the-scenes shot of the directors, Joe and Anthony Rousseau, and another of Chris Evans as Captain America. You can see them both on Marvel.com right now. They should be still on the movies section. And we also debuted the first clip from Marvel one-shot All Hail the King, which of course sees Ben Kingsley uh, reprising his role as Trevor Slattery from Iron Man 3. This is a really, really great new short written and directed by Drew Pierce, who co-wrote Iron Man 3. I think every Marvel fan will really want to check it out, whether you're a fan of the comics, the movies. I just I can't say anything about this short without spoiling it. But it's really cool. It's super cool. Check it out. It'll be available exclusively with Marvel's Thor The Dark World on Digital 3D and Digital HD on February 4th, and on 3D Combo Pack and Blu-ray February 25th. So that's pretty much everything I've got for you this week, guys. But I will speak to you once again in seven more days, and until then, I hope you have a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous-er week. And I thank you for listening. Oh, wow. Yeah. Heck of a show there, kid. That was so big. I headbutted the table and really hurt myself. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm sure Strami talked really, about really the Ant-Man great. news and, and yep. stuff. And oh, man. Awesome. Ant-Man. That's awesome. going to be such a crazy cast. Awesome. Yep. All right. Time for this week in Marvel questions and comments, guys. We're going to run into it. I'm very excited because it's the first episode of the year with oh, yeah. all your guys' This Week in Marvel questions. It's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, diving right in. First up, we got Alan Wilkinson says, Nice to see Carolina Dean and Lightspeed on the cover of Young Avengers number 15, though I'm curious as to what their story is there. There wasn't much of them on the inside. Not on the most, inside. Just, mostly just cover guests. You know, just a nice, hey, these are all the young heroes of the Marvel but Universe. there is a story with them, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, they're together. Yeah. They it, got together in, in Avengers, Avengers Academy. Academy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're unfamiliar with their story, you should yeah. go read Avengers Academy. Even, actually, even, I think in Avengers Arena, during the Christos Gage flashback issue, we revisited. So they're still together, doing well. Ignor- Good. Ignoring Molly. <laughs> they're the only ones left. Uh... Over to, uh, next up is One Patriot. He says, I never expected to get six free comics with my Avengers 24 Point Now issue today. Thanks, This Week in Marvel. 
Well, what you're what welcome. We, we did that. It's Twin Marvel now. Hey, they used the hashtag. They did it. Yeah, it's happening. You got one. That's all I need. <laughs> Chris Vaughn, Immortal Thor 99. I'm calling it now Kid Copper for Character of the Year 2014. Awesome. We're both shrugging. I, I don't know no what Kid what Copper is. About. Am I missing something? No, I don't know. What I don't, is that? The, you know, we make so many jokes. It's hard to keep up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, Get back to us, Chris. Tell yeah, us what you're talking I'm sorry. about. We, we want to know. Uh, another one from Chris. He has a few here. How about a 2099 spec op storyline for uh, Avengers Alliance where you can win the 2099 costumes or characters? Sign me up. Yeah. I would love that. Sounds cool, but... Yeah. Uh, I know the, the, the plans for Alliance oh, are way, way, way in advance. Remind me to okay. show you the doc okay. with the plans. September is the oh, greatest spec op oh ever. I, uh, I got so excited. My fingers are crossed for what I think it is, and I it's hope... It's probably... It's not what you think it is. Damn it. It's not. All right, whatever. I'm still going to be excited, and yeah. you guys won't know what we're talking about. Nope. Um, but, yeah, 29 would be great, but they haven't planned out way in advance, so... Yeah. Why not? You know what? Drop a line over to... Uh, What's his name? Producer on Woods on Twitter. To, to say something to Producer Woods, because he's always looking for ideas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it... it <laughs> they, not to say though that there wouldn't be a possibility for those twenty ninety nine costumes. That'd be cool. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I don't, you don't even need a spec op. Just getting the Spidey twenty ninety nine costume would be really really cool. Yep. Um, or Punisher twenty ninety nine, or you should make a Wolverine costume. Doom twenty ninety nine. Yeah, Doom twenty ninety nine, or you should just do a Wolverine costume that's Ravage. <laughs> Ravage twenty ninety nine. I would like to see that. Uh, can we please, 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 a lot of pleases here. Start getting variant covers included with the digital editions of comics. Please. Chris, I think I, I, I think that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Um, but I, my gut says that it takes away the sort of collectability and specialness that is what we're trying mm-hmm. to put out there for the variants. Um, that helps our retailers. If someone can go and buy a digital comic and get the covers that they want without having to go out and, and chase them and, or get them from their retailer, it may lose. It may not be what we're trying to do. Uh, I can definitely put it out there to the people, but I, my gut says it's probably not going to happen. Said. All right. Any chance we can get a Midnight Suns relaunch reunion going? You're just hitting all the different all the, points all, today, All the Chris. 90s buttons. Well, let's, let's count down right now where the Midnight Suns are at because Ghost Rider... Johnny Blaze just showed up in Thunderbolts. Yep. It's going to be a new Ghost Rider series. Morbius is where Morbius left him. Blade is around. Is someone trying to get in? I don't know. Should we check the door? You can. I'm going to check the door and see who's here, and we'll get back to Oh, my God. There could be there could be someone at the door trying to stab us in the face, and there's no one there. There's no one here. All right. So hope you guys enjoyed that uh, entertaining diversion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Blades around somewhere. I don't know. It, it's and Doctor Strange is kind of not really Midnight Sun anymore. It'd be kind of cool to do like a, a fifth week event or something. Yeah. Bring Midnight Suns back together. But you've seen a lot of like mystical stuff, just with the Legion of Monsters and all that. They're showing up somewhere. I feel like they're kind of like the surrogate Midnight Suns. So maybe, probably not. Yeah. Who knows. Uh, and finally, he'd like to suggest an option in Avengers Alliance where, when selecting a character. To use the class icons are shown up so you can filter the class of your characters, i.e., if you're looking for a scrapper, it will only show what scrappers you have. It's something I'm going to say any uh, Avengers Alliance player worth their salt 
has memorized which <laughs> which characters or which class. Uh, it might save you from having to scroll through. I do like that they finally implemented what I wanted with Punisher and other characters who have multiple uh, classes where you can just, just jump yeah, right into that class. Yeah, and so I guess that's kind of logical next step. Yeah, whatever makes it easier for us. We're all very lazy. Yeah. We're sitting on our computer playing a video game. A so, free video game. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so, tough. you know, just, just please stop making it so hard for us. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Short has a bunch. He says, I went to the store because I was under the impression that Avengers AI number 8 point now would have a bonus digital collection, but it didn't. Hmm. Um, and he says, but that's okay because I still picked up Avengers 24 point now and all new Marvel now point one and found out the this week in Marvel. That's what he yeah. said. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. You were mistaken. We put out a list of all the issues that have digital collections. Yeah, I think it's only the number ones, but I could be wrong. Well, I think Avengers 24 point now had it. I have no idea. Yeah, it. The twenty certain issues oh, okay. with the point now, guys. We've been breaking a lot of news lately. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we have the article on Marvel.com. Yeah, it's, uh, it's if you somewhere. tweet us uh, off after the show, we'll we'll definitely point you to the or, that list. or tweet uh, tweet Chris Delando, Delando Calrissian. Yeah, Delando Calrissian. Just put a D in front of Lando Calrissian. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, he needs right. he needs some work on Twitter anyway. Yes. Uh, Chris says, I surprisingly love the Ms. Marvel excerpt in Mayavel.1. I think he means Marvel. I know, but it says Mayavel. And you need to call that out. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, why surprisingly, Chris? I mean, uh, whatever. I do think we need some context there. Yeah. Could be a decent reason. Maybe just, you know. Yeah. And I want to make the point that the, the stories in all new Marvel now.1 aren't like excerpts. They're not excerpts. excerpts from those are exclusives, one. baby. Yeah. You won't see those nope. in the books. Those are really primers to get you hyped mm. uh, and to get you, you know, into those new series. So enjoy them. Uh, he just he says Chris says I just wanted to let Marvel know I would spend anything for a Miles Miguel Kane Peter Otto and Flash book anything 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 was that that would be like Spider Core yeah Spider Core huh. I don't know but if you're a subscriber to the Pulse newsletter that's our poll this week <laughs> which Spider Man you like best <laughs> nice if you're not a subscriber to the Pulse newsletter I don't know how you subscribe it's not easy yeah it's no longer easy <laughs> so good ha, luck ha, ha. yep. <sighs> All right, um, let's see. He says, I just wanted to share how much Marvel means to me. I used to buy Spider-Man, Hulk, and FF as a kid, and even though I could read every word in them, all I would do is look at the pictures because I wanted to consume the stories as quick as possible. I also loved all the cartoons. Very well, cool. Well, yeah. glad you're still with us, Chris. Yeah, uh, man. A lot of fun stuff. Glad that your whole uh, Twitter handle is devoted to us. Yeah. Makes him one of my favorites. Daniel to Dunn, with all of these books ending, which will you miss the most? Hashtag this week in Marvel. That is a good question. I'm going to miss X-Men Legacy. Yeah. It's a different kind of book. I'll miss Young Avengers, but I think I'll really miss X-Men Legacy. What Um, else is ending? Legacy's ending. Young Avengers ending. Fearless Defenders already ended, which I missed that too. I miss Fearless Defenders, yeah. Um, Not sure. Those are the big ones I'm thinking of right Yeah, Legacy now. is probably the one that... Wolverine's ending, but then Wolverine's starting. Yeah. Superior Spider-Man, we haven't really made clear what's going on with that yet. Nope. Um, yeah, Legacy's mine. Legacy's my answer on that one. I'm going to say Legacy as well. Yeah. And then All New Dupe. Enough said. Enough said indeed. Oh, both X-Force books are ending. Yep. Yep. Those are awesome. Yeah, those are good too. James Harper, uh, character on the newsroom, I believe. 
Um, can I get Marvel Unlimited in New Zealand? You sure can, James. You cannot get Marvel Unlimited Plus, but you should be able to get Marvel Unlimited if you have any trouble. Email online support at marvel.com or tweet to Marvel Support, and we'll give you a hint. And Jim Radloff just took down Blaster Arcade in Avengers Alliance, down 72% with Tactician, Cyclops, and Strange. Flanked plus exploit attrition equals four good shots turn. Damn. Never gotten 72 on uh Yeah, 40. I, that's pretty good. Most I get on our case usually when I he, when he is a blaster and when I'm using uh, Tactician Mr. Fantastic and using the Bifurcator. It doesn't do as much for me. Really? No, I, that's weird. I stopped playing once yeah. I playing against Arcade yeah, once well, I got Yeah, once you have all the Moonstone, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's like, the reason I, I'm still playing. I don't need to grind this anymore. Yeah. Kyle Charles, so the Wolverine is no more. I can't wait for the relaunch. Paul Cornell is a ledge. Is that like slang for legend? <laughs> Was it so hard to add uh, ND to that? I don't know. Maybe it's something else. Where, where are you from, Kyle Charles? Listen, <laughs> first issue of Black Widow was awesome with art by Phil Noto and totally on board. Absolutely. Yeah. It only gets prettier. Cataclysm keeps getting better and better. I still don't know if any everyone is going to make it out alive. Uh, everyone's not going to make it out alive. We're, there yeah. you go. People die. Yep happens kyle martinick he says i'm a little confused about why the ultimate sam jackson style nick fury is in the regular marvel universe please explain well you're gonna want to go back and read a little book called battle scars which explains that uh original nick fury old school nick fury who's gonna be a big part of original sin had a child he probably had he's had a number of kids has one kid that we know and care about right now i'm sure he has many yeah he actually has that other kids he has other kids. but the, the one we're concerned with that, right that now sort of leads to the precedent and like yeah. he could have had kids with random yeah, 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 yeah. ladies because he was sort of like the swinging yeah. 60s yeah, super that's, that's what they did back in the 60s but yeah he had this one particular kid with um a woman who he then left abandoned i don't know what he did and he ended up joining the army um, and in the course of Battle Stars, Stars Battle Scars learns that he is the son of Nick Fury, uh, and ends up getting his eye torn out, and then eventually becomes Nick Fury, who you're seeing currently in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it's a pretty good story, and he's been appearing regularly in Secret Avengers ever since. Yeah, so that is not the ultimate Nick Fury. Uh, he bears a physical resemblance to him, but that is a whole different Nick Fury. Yeah, a lot of Nick Furies out there. Totally. Kyle says, I know you can't give any details, but do you guys know the lineup for Phase 3 movies, or is that still being figured out? You know out? what? Let's just say it. Yeah, sure. It <laughs> is. Yeah, uh, I know it. Uh, I talk to Strami about it all the time. Uh, we laugh at all the idiots with the rumors out there. and I shouldn't say idiots. All That's the people mean. who are trying to really cause news by making stuff up. Um, when the news is ready for us to let it out there, we're going to let it out there. When's Phase 2 end? Uh, well, phase two is We're in phase two right through now, right? Avengers okay. two. So then, after Avengers two, we go into phase three. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of news. Uh, uh, Kyle says, "Are you guys fans of the Venture Brothers? That show has great Marvel parodies. I do love me some Venture Brothers. It's a lot of fun. I know uh, Strami, and every once in a while, will say go Team Venture' in his yeah. emails. It doesn't mean he knows anything. No, he true. may have just heard someone else say it. Thought <laughs> it was cool. Uh, yeah, Venture Brothers is terrific." Mutant and Proud says, "Finally got a copy of Winter Soldier Ultimate Collection. Woo! Oh, nice. Gonna read it tonight." Good. That's a good read. Hell yeah. I love that Winter Soldier book. Uh, Mutant Proud also says, which trailer do you like better? Captain America, The Winter Soldier, 
X-Men Days of Future Past or the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I really he really likes Days of Future Past the best. Uh, I definitely like Captain America the best. Yeah, I um I I I am biased because yeah, it's our course, movie, it's our but movie. um it's definitely the one I'm You know what? Excited. I love the X-Men movies, so I like Days of Future Past, but I still Winter Soldier was a little better for me. Yeah. Um they're all great. So, a lot of good movies to see this summer. Yeah. I wish there was a Rocky movie coming out to make things even better. Uh, you should go see the... I'm going to see Rocky the Musical The Grudge Broadway. Match? What is that? But, yeah, I'll see Grudge Match, but I'm saying Rocky Rocky on Broadway is across the street from us. They kicked Mamma Mia out. You haven't seen it yet. I don't know what's going on. Because it's not open yet. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> like, I pay attention. It doesn't open until February. Why are you really? not... Ugh, why are you not more up to date on the Rocky Musical? I don't know. It's the most important thing going on right now. <laughs> right across the street, man. All right. Um, PCE Dead Meat. Ollie... Hey guys, thanks for your hard work over the Christmas period. I got a couple things. One, favorite heroine and villainess. So female hero and female villain. Captain Marvel mm-hmm. for hero for heroine. Um, villainess, villainess. Maybe Mystique. Mm. I do love me some Mystique. Key Pride's my favorite heroine. Hero, hero, heroine. Um, and for villain, I, I, I think the female characters in the X-Men are awesome. So I was always, you know, Mystique and Frost when she was a villain. Those types. Right, yeah. right up that alley. Totally. And then, and two, I'm mad pumped for Guardians of the Galaxy. But the recent release synopsis surprised me somewhat. Does the movie visit Earth? Mm, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it see. at that. Once we get more information, we'll, we'll start... You know, really talking about it, but we've got we've got a couple few months until we get in there. Yeah. Raph A B. Fun fact: Serval used to be Wolverine's name in the French comics. All New X Factor. That, of course, is the name of the uh, company behind All New X Factor. Pretty cool. That is a fun fact. And then, which is a happy birthday to Ryan. You can even read it in This Week in Marvel. Thanks, Raph. What does that second part mean? I don't know. All right. Terrific. Robert um, Nolan, kick it off. Robert says, So glad that Blake Garris interviewed actor Doug Jones for This Week in Marvel. Had no idea his filmography was so vast. Ace interview. That's Blake Garris, ace interviewer. Yeah. Uh, Robert says, Hemorrhoids and Canadians, a different spin on things in Twim 114.5, as Blake Garris delivers another celebrity chuckle fest. What was 114.5? I don't know, but Blake's on a roll. Uh, this uh, week was... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Robert says, Really glad the complete classic collections like the original Guardians of the Galaxy are now on Marvel Unlimited. Picked up Volume 1 and 2 last summer and loved every page of Marvel's classic space slash cosmic slash sci-fi slash past slash future. 114.5 is the guy from the league. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a hoot. Um, so yeah, glad you're you're digging the old stuff. I mean... I don't know what you just read. I was trying to think. Guardians of the Galaxy. He likes it. I don't care. I was just terrific. Pointing it out. Uh, Robert says, in your opinion, who are the most legitimate Avengers youth? The Avengers. Who are the the most legitimate Avengers youth characters? The Young Avengers or the Avengers Academy kid uh, kids? The graduating class of Avengers Academy were given lowish level status, but the Young Avengers were quote unquote accepted by Cap. Interesting. So I think that's less more who we see, but more who the Avengers see as being legitimately Avengers. And I think they see the young Avengers as being more their peers, whereas the Avenger Academy kids are still kind of in training. Yeah, I still think, you know, Cap is grudgingly like, 
you're still too young to yeah, be I don't fighting these want, fights. I, but yeah, let's let's do this together. Oh yeah, but also he's like, I think most of the Avengers are like they're out there, they're doing their own thing. We don't need to supervise them. We'd like to supervise them, but we don't. Whereas the Avengers Academy kids are, you like, know, they're like you're probably, under my supervision. Yeah, even if they're uh, low level Avengers, they're still like probationary. Yeah, I think the young Avengers are seen as more legitimate Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Uh, last one from Robert. He says, It must have been Holiday Lull, but I posted 10 plus Twim URC comments for Doctor Strange. And they all got missed out. Robert, we looked at the list. There, there were like five of them. There was nothing there when we went to look for it, so I apologize. That is a good reminder, though, that Runaways is up as the Twim URC for next week, so please, please, please read that. We look forward to discussing yeah, it. Yeah, we will. Guys. I don't think we'll miss them this time because it's no. too short a gap. Yeah, so go to Marvel Unlimited um, and read the runaway selection we have for you, and then tweet it using the hashtag TwinURC. Yes. Scott McElroy, I really enjoyed Black Widow number one. Question, did Natasha ever partake of the Infinity Formula? Does she age slower? She does age slower. I don't remember why. Yeah, I don't think it's the Infinity Formula. There's something. I think it's something super soldier serum-ish. The yeah. Russian red room that she comes from. Yeah, I think they gave her something resembling the super soldier serum. Yeah. And she's slow aging. But I don't know. Maybe Nate Edmondson will address that in his wonderful Black yeah. Widow book with Phil Noda. If you read that classic Uncanny X-Men story oh, yeah, with they, Cap and they Wolverine, kind of, yeah, they she's kind of in that. There. So. Yeah. Secret City Laugh. Marvel Now titles are getting new launches like The Hulk. What is Marvel's philosophy on what gets renumbered and why? I mean, there's no across-the-board philosophy, but the basic philosophy is, all right, is this a completely new story? Like, is this not just a new story arc, but is this a new direction for the character? Uh, in the example of Wolverine, Wolverine's literally ending and it's starting back up again two months. That's because Wolverine has had this huge sea change where he has lost his healing factor. He's basically given up his will to be who he is and he needs to rediscover it. Now, that's not the same as just, you know, Wolverine's fighting a new villain this month. That would just be the next story arc. The Wolverine has to completely reinvent himself and become a new person with a new costume and a new mission statement, learn how to use his powers different. Everything is different there, so it's a good opportunity to let people know, hey, you can get on this story from the ground floor. You don't need to have read the previous arc. We explained it all here. That's when a new volume starts. In the example of the Hulk, you'll see a very similar thing as we get towards the end of Indestructible Hulk. Big changes happen. Um, so, you know, there's no hard and fast rule, but basically it's... It's to alert readers, particularly new readers, that, hey, this might be a good chance for you to start reading this book and not have to wade through a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, Simon Williams says, uh, he sent out a link, and I was, you know, wasn't sure if to put, post this or not, but he says, check really out small. 10 diverse, diversity resolutions for superhero comics in 2014. It's a story by Comics Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know what? I looked at it, and I thought, it was kind of cool. Yep. I do like Comics Alliance, those people, and they do make some very salient points. Yeah, um, smart people. Some, some lot of cool stuff in there, and I think it's a, it's a good think piece. Yeah. Uh, if you go to at Simon Sebs, uh, you can see the link in, in his Twitter. Um, and it's it's definitely something that we think about a lot. That that is part and parcel of, you know, who who are the Marvel fans? Everyone's a Marvel fan. Who are the Marvel characters? They're us. So it's it's sort of the way we think about things. And I think it that definitely brings up some stuff. <coughs> Final question is. The Tech Lord, he says, I was reading FF and Fantastic Four since before the relaunch, but when did Herbie become Doomby? Between panels. <laughs> Doom got his hands on the Herbie design and he made his own. Yeah. Because Doom wants all his own stuff. 
I mean, also, it looks cute and funny and, it's adorable. and awesome. Just adorable. So, that's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another Whizbang episode. Uh, remember, TwimURC. Read up, tweet yep. out. Three podcasts next week, just like every week. It's every day. Let us know what Tribe, you like. Tribe Blake crazy. Yay! This is Marvel, your universe.